So I want you to go to Psalm 40, if you would, with me, please. Psalm 40, and I'm reading from the New International Wording. In Psalm 40, uh, the scripture uh, is finding uh, David in a time of distress. Uh, David found himself in, he found himself in distressful circumstances pretty often, actually, like many of the men of God that we read about in Scripture found themselves in. But in Psalms chapter forty, David uh, David penned these words, and, and I hope that you can draw from them this morning. David said, "I waited patiently for the Lord; He turned to me and heard my cry." He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth. A hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in Him. I want to, I want to put special emphasis on those first two sentences. I waited patiently for the Lord. And then, then in verse 2, the second sentence, he said, He lifted me out of the slimy pit and out of the mud and the mire, and he set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. Father, we ask that you bless, Lord, this this part of our service, Lord, as the word has been read this morning, it, it's given under the inspiration. It is holy in itself, Lord God. But let us, Lord, be anointed to receive and to anoint me to deliver your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, sometimes uh, life is the pits. And I want to preach to you a message this morning about doing life in the mud pit. Many of us, most of us in this room, and how many times have I said this to us, that sometimes life is just not always what is cracked up to be. You know, sometimes everything just doesn't really go our way, does it? Sometimes it's not as wonderful as we would like to think about. Now, there's different type of pitfalls that occur in life. Uh, some of the pitfalls that occur in life are by the enemy's design. There's no question about it. The devil is out to kill, steal, and destroy. We know that. And, and, and many of the pitfalls that we find in life, the mud pits of life, they are very much so designed by the enemy. He doesn't like us. He, it's, it's not that he doesn't like us as much as he doesn't. If you're a Christian, if you are a born-again believer in this room or if you're watching, the thing about it is is that, that he doesn't care for what we stand for or whom we trust in or whom we represent because we are ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So the enemy puts many pitfalls in our in our life, in our way. Some of the pitfalls in our life are come from uh, that, that they're self-introduced. They're self-induced pitfalls of life. Sometimes the all worst enemy that I have is not necessarily the devil, give him his due credit, but sometimes the worst enemy that I have in life is me on self. Sometimes the worst, the, the person that creates the, the pitfalls or the mud pit of life for me is, is me. Sometimes I, I just really do dumb things. Sometimes I make really dumb decisions. Sometimes I, I, I 
scripture out and, 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 and I, I can even make decisions without consulting the Lord and what He may want in my life. And we talked in life group this morning about sometimes even at that I don't, uh, it seems like I don't get the answers. And, and some of my situations I find are just simply self-induced. And then sometimes, sometimes it's just, it's just life itself. You know, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust alike. Sometimes it, sometimes we find ourselves uh, uh, just doing life. And life isn't always fair. You know, I know some of you, some of you struggle with that at times, and, but life isn't always fair. I mean, I mean, there are people that God created like, like Charlie Howard and myself and, and Jerry over here, and, and, and that, that, that God created us with our heads like this, the rest of you have to deal with that. <laughs> Life's not always fair. Like so, so whether it's whether it's the enemy that is working and trying to interfere with us, whether it's self-induced or whether it's dislike in general, sometimes we find ourselves in the mud pit. Now, no two mud pits, no two, no two mud pits are the same. Okay, no, no two mud pits are the same because your mud pit may be a mud pit of finances. The next person may be a mud pit of relationship. Your mud pit may be uh, physical illness or physical stress. Uh, the next person's may be mental anguish or anxiety. Your mud pit may uh, exist of job issues and work issues. Your mud pit may been around for a long, long time. It may seem like that your life has been a life of perpetual mud pit, but uh, maybe your mud pit then again just occurred yesterday, or maybe it just occurred this morning, seemingly out of nowhere. All of a sudden, you find yourself in the mud pit. But here's the thing about it. Any one of us in this room, any of you that are watching right now, any one of us at any given time can find ourselves stuck in the mud pit. We can find ourselves there. It's not unusual. It, it does occur. That doesn't mean, you know, when you study, uh, when you look at Job and you, and Job found him in a, a mud, mud pit of despair and, uh, he lost all he had, including his health. And, and, and even his wife is telling him to, why don't you just curse God and die? And, and his friends are coming along, his so-called friends at least. And they're saying to him, well, Job, you must have done something to cause all this to happen. Or maybe it was a sin of your, your father that occurred or your mother that has occurred. But, but, but anyway, let me tell you something. But Job hadn't really done anything at all. We know that story. And, and you maybe haven't done anything at all. Here in the situation we're reading from Psalm chapter 40, we don't know what brought David to the mud pit. But what we do know is he's there. And I believe that this particular verse of scripture, this particular song is left nameless in what brought Job to our, excuse me, or David to this situation because it is sort of like Paul saying that he had authority in the flesh. It's unidentified because we can then apply it to any situation that we find in our life. So sometimes we all end up in the mud pit. And when we're there, it's not always a whole lot of fun. 
Now, here's what happens. When we begin to do life in the mud pit, there are some important things. And, and I'm going to ask Jane to, to, to follow me over to this side because I've got some things I want to show you. You see, because when, when we're doing life, regardless of we're a believer or an unbeliever, again, keeping in mind that it rains on the just and the unjust alike, sometimes life just gets really dirty. Maybe it's not sin in our life. But, but sometimes it, it, it just gets really, really dirty. And, 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 and it seems like our life can just become consumed with dirt. And then all of these problems of life begin to occur. And they just keep pouring it on and pouring it on and pouring it on and pouring it on. All the problems of life. Just keep getting poured into and poured onto. Pete, I want you to come up here and mix some life for me. And Pete, I'm going to help you out. So you don't get dirt under your fingernails. I know you're not used to that. So, so life gets dirty. Life gets dirty. And more and more problems keep getting poured on in our lives. And it seems like that the more life we do, the nastier and messier it gets. And it gets all yucky. And the more we stir it up, the more our life gets stirred, the worse it becomes. Amen. Boy, I can make some good pies, he. Did you ever make mud pies? Did you ever make mud pies and make your little sister eat them? My big sister made mud pies and made me eat them when I was a kid. That's why it's stunning my growth. But we, we find that life gets dirty and, my, and, and you keep pouring more and more and more into life. And what happens as more and more gets poured, it ends up being nothing but a mud pit. Thank you. That's good, sir. Just lay your gloves off to the side there if you would. And, uh, I appreciate all your help. You're always such good help. Let's give, let's give Pete. Hey, Pete and Madison needs your teenagers, by the way, on Wednesday nights and, uh, and on, on, uh, Wednesday nights and on Sunday mornings to come be a part of life group. So, so when we, when we have, when life gets all muddy and nasty, how do we negotiate life? How do we get, now, now this morning, you know, I wore my, I, I happen to like a brand of shoes named Stacy Adams. These are some Stacy Adams I've had a long time. They're, they're, they're a little bit worn, but man, these are one of those shoes that you never want to throw away. You want to keep them forever, man. They're soft and they feel good. And I, I could wear these shoes all day long on any given day, regardless what I'm doing. But, but I, they, they're, they're, they're real leather. Somebody said, praise Jesus for real leather. Now my wife likes pleather. Pleather. That's plastic leather. But these are, I love them. I love them. But you know what? These shoes are not the appropriate, are not the appropriate shoes for me to, to wear in that muddy time. You know, sometimes we take on a, we take on a stance, if you would allow me to use the illustration, we take on the posture, or we take on the stance that, that, oh, I just need to jump in the mud with both feet. I just need to, to, to live my life out. But some, but we need to take on that armor of God, as the scripture says, and then some, but, but then I've got these shoes. 
These are my around-the-house shoes. These are the shoes, man. On Sunday evening when I get home, I put on these. I don't even wear socks with them, bless God. And that many times I don't wear socks. But you know what? These shoes are not the right kind of shoes to wear in the mud. They, 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 they won't do me any good, per se. They're just cloth, and they're going to soak up the mud. The mud's going to ruin, ruin my good Stacy Adams shoes. And then sometimes in life, we just got to come down and to make decisions about that we're going to get in the mud and we're going to get in the mud right. So we have to find us some muck boots, if you would. Muck boots of the Spirit. Muck boots that are, muck boots that are, that are, that are willing to, to go the long haul. Muck boots that are, muck boots that we can put on and, and, and in the midst of our problem and the midst of our situation, we can just step in the mud. And we, yeah, lady would help me. She just started her out. We're just going to step in the mud. Listen, and, and the mud gets heavy. And the mud is slimy. And the mud is, is, is nasty. And I, I wore one of my older shirts today because I didn't want to mess up a good one. Because I know I get messy. But the mud is messy. And as we stand in the mud, and we go through the mud, understand this. When, when we learn to be like David, what David said, as he said, I was in the mud in the mire. He didn't make a little splash. He, we don't know exactly how long that he had been there. But David had made a decision. I am going to stand in this mud as long as it takes. I'm going to stand in this mire as long as it takes. He probably didn't have his Stacy Adams on. He probably didn't have his leisure shoes on. But I can imagine, if you would, allow me, David had his mud boots on. And he said, I am going to stand in this mud. And I'm going to hold on to Jesus until I get out of this mud. I'm not going to move. I'm not going to be shaken. I'm not going to be knocked over. But I'm going to stand in this mud. I've got my gun boots on. I've got the mud boots on. And I'm going to wait on God. However long it takes me, He's going to show up. I'm confident of that one day. He's going to deliver me. And He is going to bless me when everything comes out. Now I can get out of this. One foot's good. Two foot's good. Don't get faded from up here and take these off now. No, I'll, I'll do it here myself. And I'll put back on Stacy Ed. Somebody, Reese was running around this morning and he didn't have any shoes on. I said, where's your shoes? And he took off running. Haley said he runs faster barefoot. Yeah. I'll tell you something I didn't bring. There was paper towels. Okay. So, we stand in the mud. We stand in the muck. And we, we, we have that determination that we're going to remain there. Okay? As we stand in that muck and, and with the determination that we're going to be standing there, what happens? We, we, we avoid the shoes of doubt. We avoid shoes of self-sufficiency. And we avoid shoes, listen to this, we avoid wearing shoes of placing the blame on somebody else. We make up our determination that we're going to stand in the mud. Those boots that we put on, those mud boots, are boots of faith, hope, and love. They may not be stylish. 
It may not be stylish in society. But they are, it is functional. It works. It's been proven throughout the eons of time that the faith, hope, and the love of God will surpass anything. In fact, of all the gifts we can have, Jesus even said to us, uh, your Paul told us that the greatest of these gifts is love. That, and when we're in the mud, listen to this, when I got on, put my mud boots on and I got in the mud, understand this, my boots were in the mud, but the mud wasn't in me. When you're going through circumstances in life, you may be in the midst of that circumstance, but that circumstance is in you. What, Paul, uh, me, what David said he had to do was wait on the Lord while he was in that mud, while he waited on the Lord. We find in Psalms 27 and 4, David understood this principle of waiting. Psalms 27 and 4 said, be strong and take heart. So we put on the proper shoes and then we find ourselves waiting on the Lord. Be strong, take heart, wait on the Lord in Psalms 27 and 4. In Isaiah 40, verses 30 through 31, we find that young people will fail and youthful will collapse under stress. But the ones that wait upon the Lord will have renewed strength. They will soar on eagles' wings. They will run and they will not get tired. They will walk and they will never give up. When they read the King James Version and study it out, the King James Version makes reference to waiting on the Lord 154 times. When we find ourselves in the mud pit, we need to gird up those gun boots, those mud boots of faith, hope, and love, the confidence that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ, and be willing to say, Lord, I'm going to stand here with mud up to my ankles, mud up to my knees. It may be mud up to your waist. It may be mud up to your chin. But God, I'm going to stand here and hold fast in faith to you until I'm delivered. I'm going to hold on to you. And then we have to find ourselves standing on the rock. This This is why I wanted them to sing that song this morning. Because, you see, in the midst of the mud... In the, in the midst of the tragedy of the mud pit, when everything looks bad, everything looks yucky, it looks horrible. And the, maybe the mud pit looks like it's going to be a permanent situation. Maybe the mud pit looks like it's going to consume you. Some of you remember those old Tarzan movies? Quicksand? Yeah? But down in the mud. See, down in the mud, what y'all didn't see is down in this mud. Yes, I had all my gun boots. And yes, I was standing in the mud. All the problems and the troubles and everything that got poured into life. But I want you to notice this. Down in the midst of the mud, even though you can't see it. See, I didn't ask you to do Waymaker. But that was a good choice. Because even though you can't see it, it's working. Even though you can't feel it, it's working. Even though you, you, you don't know it's there, it's working. Because way down deep in the bottom of this mud, there's a rock. And although you, the mud might look deep to you, it wasn't as deep as you thought. Because at the bottom of the mud, there is a rock that I was standing on. And let me tell you something. If you will realize, no matter how deep the mud is, no matter what's going on in your life, if you will keep in mind and you will realize at the bottom of the mud pit, there is a rock 
that is there. It's a rock that is higher than I. It is a rock that is higher than you. In the words of the psalmist, he said this. He said he is the chief cornerstone. David prophetically declared that in Psalm 118. No less than five times in Scripture, Jesus Christ is declared the cornerstone. In Psalms 18 and 2, David said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. He is my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, and He is the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold. When David said in 61 and 2, he said, When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I am. You see, so you've been brought out of the pit. David said he brought me out of the pit. David was somehow was standing on the rock. I don't know what his pit was. I don't know who induced the pit. We could assume it was him, but uh, him himself, but we don't know that. But whatever brought David to the pit, David was steadfast in standing in that pit. And somehow I believe in the bottom of that pit, there was a rock. And David was standing on that solid rock, knowing that his God, his Lord, he was a man after God's own heart, that he was going to deliver him. But then we find, David said after he got pulled out of the pit, he said, I, he said, when I came out of the pit, he said, things were different. Let me tell you. Tests bring testimonies. Experience, if you would, experiences bring us to new places in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, most of us in this room, we like a positive experience. We, we like a, we like a feel good experience. You know, especially because we're Pentecostals, you know, we like the woo experience. We, we, we don't like this experience when we're buried knee deep in the mud. We don't like the experience when, that, when everything is sloppy and sloshy and nasty. We, we, we don't like that part of it too good. We, we're more, we like, we tend to like the woo and the woo is good. But the woo is, you know, not necessarily where we grow. So David grew while he was in that mud pit. David come out of that mud pit. And, and, and he declared, he, he said this, he said, after he brought me out of the miry pit, after he brought me out of the dirt, after he brought me out, and, and let me, I, I want to tell you, how many of y'all ever been around a dairy farm? Two or three of you, four or five. Let me tell you, mire is not all mud. If you've ever been to a dairy farm, you know what I'm talking about. When I was a little boy, there was a dairy farm right across the road from us, and I was up there to see my, 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 my long time, longest friend I've ever, probably one of the longest friends I've ever had in life. His name is Robbie. And I was over at Robbie's house, and, and they had a big dairy operation and, that they ran there, and, and, uh, Robbie, Robbie, we're out feeding the calves. We're feeding calves off the bucket. And he says, go, he said, go around the barn, barn and get another bucket of, of feed. So I go around the, the barn, but I didn't know that he went this way around the barn, and I went this way around the barn, and I went in, I went into the holding, I went through the holding pen where they held the dairy cattle before they brought them into the barn. And I had on his mom's boots, sort of like those I've got there. And I was just a little guy, and I was still not a big guy, but I was about as big around then as I was tall. And, 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 and I'll keep walking, and the further I walk, the further I sunk in the, you know what, yeah, you know, you know. 
It sort of had a green look to it. I'll put it that way. Robbie comes over. He says, man, I don't have, I don't have to pull you out. And bless his heart, he never has been as big, big as me. He's not, I don't really actually taller than him. Or, you know, a little bit, maybe, maybe, maybe this month. And he comes over. He says, I'll pull you out. So he comes over. And here I am with my corduroy jacket on, my new corduroy jacket my mom had bought me. And Robbie comes over. And, he, and he's got a hold of me. And, he, and he's got his feet on my feet. And he's trying to pull me up out of the mud. And all of a sudden, I lost my balance. I fell backwards. And he's laying on me face first. <laughs> and here comes his dad around the corner. And listen, what happened? Daddy comes from around the corner, and of course he fussed a little bit. What you going through around? He fussed a little bit. Daddy comes from around the corner, and he picked Robbie up off top of me. He pulled me up out of the mud, and he carried us out of the mud pit, out of the mine. Robbie's mama, I was worried that my mama was going to be mad because I done got cow manuki on my new corduroy coat. Okay? And Robbie's mama took my new corduroy coat and she washed it and they were fancier than us. Mama didn't have, the only clothes dryer mama had was three wires running between two poles in the backyard. But Miss Williams, she had an electric dryer. And she washed my coat and she put it in that dryer. And I was determined my mother would never know that. But mother's talk, I'll just say that. Mother's talk and that's but you see, I was stuck in the mud, and somebody came along and pulled me out, and, and, and I can tell about it today. But listen, when we're stuck in the mud of life, when we're in the mud pits of life, and God comes along, and He pulls us out, we may have to stand there for a while. We may have to wait a little bit, but He is the rock at the bottom of the mud pit, and we'll keep standing. We're standing on the rock, and He is going to pull us out, and He is going to deliver us. And David said, when He pulled me out of the mud pit, the mire, he put a new song in my mouth. A hymn of praise he put upon me is what David said. Amen. I want you to listen to the words of David's song. Not the song in this particular instance, but this is a song that David wrote and we find it back in 2 Samuel chapter 22. In 2 Samuel chapter 22, David was a psalmist. He was a songwriter. And David wrote this song. He said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, my refuge, my savior. You save me from violence. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I'm saved from my enemies. For the ways of death, they compassed me. The floods of destruction terrified me. The ropes of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. Yes, I called out to my God. And, and from His temple, He heard my voice. And my cry for help came into His ears. Then the earth shook. And quaked. The foundations of heaven were trembling and were shaken because he was angry. Smoke went up out of his nostrils. And fire from his mouth was devouring. Coals were kindled by it. He also bowed the heavens down low and came down with thick darkness under his feet. 
He rode on a cherub and, and flew and he appeared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness canopies around him. A mass of waters, thick clouds of sky. From the brightness before him, coals of fire was kindled. And the Lord thundered from heaven and the Most High uttered his voice. And he shot arrows and scattered them, lightning and routed them. Then the channels of the sea appeared. The foundations of the world were exposed by the rebuke of the Lord. From the blast of his, from the blast of his breath of his nostrils, he sent from on high, he took me. He drew me out of many waters. He rescued me from my strong enemy. From those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me on the day of my disaster. But the Lord was my support. He also brought me out into an open place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. So here's where I want to bring you to. This morning, we're all going to have the mud sometime or another. It's going to happen. Your mud may be deeper than my mud. It may be sloppier than my mud. Your mud, your mud may last for days, weeks. Your mud may last for years. But the thing I want to remind you is pull up your bootstraps. Pull up, pull up bootstraps of, uh, of faith. Pull up bootstrap of hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said in this life only we have hope. We are of people most miserable. So he declares that we have hope in eternity. But then he does say that we have hope in this life. So we begin to hope on the Lord. In the midst of your hope, realize that somewhere there is a solid rock that you can stand on. Stand firm on that rock. Hold on to that rock. Realize this. I, you know, uh, uh, we, uh, I mentioned a few minutes ago about those old Tarzan movies, and people would sing, and you would sing them, then they would sing, and all, all of a sudden they would vanish in the quicksand. Well, for reading that, that's sort of a, that's sort of an urban legend, if you would. Nobody's going to sink all land in quicksand and die and never be found. That was just in Tarzan movies. But sometimes it seems like the muck and the mire of life is going to consume us. But I want you to remember this. I want you to know this. That the, the, the products of life, the mud and mire of life will not consume you. It will not overtake you. If you will put your hope, your faith, and your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the rock that will hold you up. He is the rock. You will bottom out somewhere, somehow, some way, a long way. You will bottom out. Just stand firm. And then in due season. You're going to have a new song to sing. And that song is going to be a hymn. David said, my new song, he said it was a hymn of praise. An anthem of praise. You're going to have an anthem of praise to sing. Let me tell you something. You may be in this room, you may be watching this morning. And you may have already been delivered out of your mud pit. If you have, you have a song of praise. I promise you, you do. Let it ring from your lips and say, Pastor, I can't sing. Well, if you look at David's song that I read out of 2 Samuel chapter 22, 
It's not written in a melody form, if you would, but it is a song of praise. You may not be able to sing a lick. You might not be able to pitch a tune in that bucket over there, but here's the thing about it. You can praise Jesus from out of your heart, from out of your belly, from out of your mind. You can worship Him. If He brought you out, praise Him. If you're in the mud, keep standing. Allow Jesus to work in your life and minister. May He be praised. May He be glorified. May He, may His mighty body works be praised and may it not fall on deaf ears. May the people of the world hear the wonderful praises of the Lord Jesus Christ because that's what happened with David. As he praised the Lord, as he worshiped his God, people began to see it. As he came back into the city, some people said, man, he's already got undignified. He said, hold on a minute. He said, it's going to get even a little bit more undignified than this because I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to dance before him. I'm going to worship my Savior because he is my deliverer. Listen, don't
No matter what is happening in your life right now, I want you to realize, I want you to know, right now I want you not to speak to the person next to you, but I want you to speak to yourself. And I want you to tell yourself, He's still God. He's still God. So no matter where you're, where you're at, what you're going through, what you're coming out of, what you're going into, I want you to know He's still God. And today, if you're in this room or if you're watching and you're not saved, let me tell you, you need to find your Lord and Savior to call on His name is Jesus. You see, I like that. I, I'm not a big bumper sticker fan, but I like that one bumper sticker that I've seen many times. And it said, uh, Christians are not better than anyone else. They're just forgiven. So if you're in this room or you're watching it, you're not saved. Let me tell you something. I'm no better than you. But I am better off than you because my sins have been forgiven. And the blood of Jesus is what you need to help you in your situation. So by all means, if you're here this morning and you're unsaved or if you're backsliding on God, and you need to rededicate your life to Him, today is the day. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. You're doing life in the blood. You have a Savior and a God that helps you. I want to ask everybody in this room that would. And if you're in this room and you need salvation, I'm going to ask that you just make your way and bring it to my attention because I got something I want to share with you out of the Word of God and I want to pray with you. If you're in this room and you need to rededicate your life, I want you to make your way over to me. I got something I want to share with you and I want to pray with you. If you're in this room, and you're headed towards the mud, you're in the mud, or you just come out of the mud. I want you to gather in this place, and I want you to give the praise to the Lord. If you right now join me in worshiping the Lord in this house right now, any and everybody, come. Join me up front of this altar. Let's begin to pray and begin to worship for a short season.